Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Are you feeling blue? Does this happen about every every November, December, every single year? Well, you may be suffering from a seasonal affective disorder. Tonight, our therapists will be in studio. We'll discuss seasonal affective disorder. And uh, hopefully, if we have time, we can talk about also uh, dealing with stress during the holidays, family stress especially. I know uh, the holidays is uh, no picnic for a lot of people. It's a stressful time, and uh, we'll give you some some tips as to how to make it better. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Remember, you can also email me your questions to laurie at drlaurie.com. This was on the text board, and I'm sorry I didn't get to it on Friday, but I'm doing it now. I was hoping you could mention, please talk about sexual side effects. My cousin suffers from depression, and because of medication for treating depression, it shouldn't mean women can't orgasm or enjoy sex to the fullest. Her doctor prescribes Cialis and how Cialis is being used for women with depression to help to help with. There's still a stigma that it's only for men. Even the pharmacist asked her when she picked up a prescription, inappropriately commented, this is for your husband, right? And she had to say, no, it's for me. How insensitive and inappropriate of a pharmacist. So he probably just doesn't know. Cialis is, Cialis, Viagra, all of those are really prescribed for erectile dysfunction. And I think this came on to Right after I had answered a question, somebody asked me, what about Viagra uh, for women? Can Viagra be used for women? So yes, these medications can be used for women, but it's what it does is increase blood flow to the genitals. So there are sexual side effects to antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. No question about it, but it's different for everybody. And it can happen at any point in the sexual uh, response cycle. So some people experience a lack of desire, and that's for men and women. Some people, uh, it's uh, an erectile uh, dysfunction, so no blood flow. And for women would be the equivalent, difficulty with the blood flowing to the genitals. So that would be in the arousal uh, phase of it. So there could be a problem in either of either or both of those areas of the sexual response cycle. So if the doctor prescribed the antidepressant and wants to, you know, maybe give a, let's say a, a lower dose of uh, Cialis to the woman, it's because of the arousal part of it. So it wouldn't do anything for the libido part of it, but it might help with just getting the blood uh, flowing to the genitals. So, and the orgasm phase too changes. So for men, for example, it delays ejaculation. Sometimes they don't ejaculate at all, or it's very difficult to get the to get to the ejaculation. And for women, it is uh, about the orgasm. So this might be something that can help. But it's it's given to women off label, meaning it's not it does it's not a medication that's been uh, so studied in uh, the female population. There are, I think there are a few studies because originally when Viagra came out, they wanted to see how women respond to it as well. So you might find uh, some studies with that, but generally speaking, it is not a medication that is um, commonly prescribed uh, to, uh, to women. 
All right, here's another question. I have a question. I've been married for 12 years, and my wife goes out with her friends occasionally. I really don't like the idea. Does it make me a jealous husband? uh, First of all, (laughs) it makes you... uh, Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, Does it make me a jealous husband? Why is I start meeting... No, that's not it. Okay. So, uh, well, it makes you maybe an insecure husband. Like, why would you not like the idea of your wife going out with her friends occasionally? Everybody should have a circle of friends. It's a very nice thing. Studies show that people who have a, a, a circle of friends do better psychologically. It's better for their mental health. Women, especially women, talk to other women and have, and this, and it helps them. It, it helps them talk things out and they confide in other women and it's a good thing. I don't understand what you, what do you mean you don't like the idea? You don't like it because what? Because she's not with you? Like that because it's not that you're jealous, it becomes mighty controlling and why are you controlling what your wife wants to do? She's not doing anything wrong, she's going out with friends. Um what is the problem? Anybody else feel that uncomfortable with their partner having guy time or girl time? Um like, I don't get that. That's, it's very healthy for the two people to have their own separate lives. It's, it's uh, you know, you, you come together, but you don't become one. You're still two individual uh, people. So I don't I see that as a, a bit controlling, and I would want to address that a bit more and see what's going on. Plus, how does your wife feel about you making her feel maybe guilty about uh, the fact that she wants to go out with uh, her friends? I'm sure she probably feels uh, quite resentful. Uh, Dr. Laura, you always say that women don't have or don't have to orgasm to be satisfied during sex, but I once heard, and I think that it is unhealthy to have the build-up pelvic congestion without the orgasm. Is that true? Also, you always say that all orgasms are the same. This is not true. Vaginal orgasms are completely different and much more intense. Well, maybe that that is true for you first of all. Um, So let's talk about the pelvic congestion. Yes, it's true that women can have some pelvic congestion um, if they don't release, but it tends to uh, subside. That is the normal process. It will subside in minutes, you know, whatever, an hour. uh, It does subside. If, however, there is a persistent pain that is associated with it, then there might be some other kind of some other gynecological condition which needs to be uh, looked at. As for all orgasms being the same, not first of all, any orgasm is going to be different within a person. So it could be different for you today and uh, another feeling tomorrow. Uh, it could be different whether you have uh, get an orgasm through oral sex or you have one through some other means with your vibrator or what have you. I still contend that an orgasm is an orgasm. Um, some are more intense than others. There's no uh, question about it. There's, the intensity can can vary. Some women uh, with uh, internal stimulation start, uh, you know, have a, a f- like if their G spot area is stimulated. Not all women 
will respond to that. And, and then there's some women who do, and they might experience a more intense orgasm uh, from internal than external. But the majority of women have their orgasms associated with clitoral stimulation. So whether that's coming from the inside or the outside part, it's hard to tell, first of all, which part, which part of the clitoris is being stimulated because you only get to see one little part with manual or oral stimulation, for example. And on the inside, there's, there's bulbs. Like the, the, the clitoral structure is much bigger than what you actually see visually. It's inside the body. Uh, so that may be stimulated for, for some women. Um, somebody texts in, men suffer the same thing. We call it MSB. In other words, massive semen uh, buildup. It's a little bit different uh, for men because they are, con- they are producing sperm all the time. So as you get older, you produce less and less. There's less and less of a need to, uh, to ejaculate. Another texter says, my wife is a flight attendant. She goes out with people on almost every flight, and occasionally while she's at home, I have no problem with it. Well, I'm, I'm happy you have no problem with it. You shouldn't have a problem with it. I think it's a problem if you have a problem with it. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about seasonal affective disorder. Is this something that is affecting you? It's a kind of depression that seems to come back, creep up on us around this time of year. My therapist in studio will discuss this with you and would love to hear some of your stories at 514 800 A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Seasonal affective disorder. Well, that's a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. It usually begins and ends at about the same time every year. And if you're like most people with SAD, uh, your symptoms start somewhere in the fall and continue into uh, the winter months. You may feel that your energy is sapped. Maybe you're a little more uh, moody and all kinds of other depression symptoms, but then they seem to kind of go away in the spring and summer. Do you Can you relate to this? Well, we're going to talk about this a little bit more and ha- what we can do to combat uh, this time of year and so we don't get affected so much by the seasons. And I wonder sometimes if it also has to do with the, uh, the time changes. Uh, we've got in studio with us our therapist, Sandra Reich. She's a psychotherapist and clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. Stefan Bensusen is a health psychologist, founder of Psy Santé in the West Island, and Jackie Miller, a clinical psychologist and psychology uh, professor, college professor, and me, of course, clinical psychologist specializing in sex and marital therapy. Welcome uh, my gang of favorite hey. therapists in the whole wide world. Aww. How are you? Happy to be here. Uh, uh, All right, let's talk about seasonal affective disorder because uh, this is something that I think tends to affect quite a few people, although I haven't seen any statistics. I don't know. Do you have any statistics on that, Stefan? So, usually about 10% of Canadians are actually diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder. Doesn't mean that more are not affected. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's There's more, right? Yeah. Affected by it, but 10 actually diagnosed with it. Right. And uh, usually, they is it a time of year like i'm just going to ask all of you do you get more busy at this time of year yes i think we all get crazy more busy, busy right i know we i've talking to everybody busy. and they're saying oh my it's crazy busy yeah. now and i think it has to do with this change in temperature and in the seasons 
or not just because summer's over and now people want to deal with their stuff. I think they end up feeling more in crisis maybe at this uh, at this time of year. Yeah, it is a difficult time of year for many reasons, and no doubt the lack of sunlight affects mood enormously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Increase in anxiety, increase in depression, and there's the fact that we're going into the winter months, so you've got a double whammy there. Exactly. As, as this one texter said, I think a seasonal affective disorder would be reduced if we kept on daylight savings time instead of turning time back, because all of a sudden it gets dark in the afternoon at 5 instead of 6. I find that depressing in itself. It seems to explain why people are getting this disorder at this time of year, it doesn't help when you uh, Mm -hmm. go to work and it's dark Mm -hmm. and you leave work and it's dark. Uh, When do you get that sunlight? And as a health psychologist, like, can you talk to us about that, Stefan? Yeah, so I I studied SAD extensively and and realized and and through the research that it's not so much um, the, the light outside that's important. So even if we do get enough light and sunlight outdoors in the winter, because the sun is so far away from the earth, the ray of light that comes into our retina is smaller and less intense than in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So it's not enough for the, um, the melatonin to stop being produced. So melatonin is a hormone that our uh, brain produces, the pineal gland releases it, and it's what sedates us. It's what makes us sleepy and tired at night. So it helps us to fall asleep. We have a certain level of melatonin in our bloodstream. So it's it's functional. We need to have it. But in the winter, when it's dark and it's dark in the morning and dark in the evening, we end up feeling more, more as all the more symptoms sluggish, you mentioned. Right? mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then that can lead to symptoms of depression or anxiety and make us feel like, you know, we don't want to live anymore sometimes. Right. So it's pretty intense. So it happens to be related to the level of light that we have in our day. And if, if we're too far away from the sun, then that limits our, our exposure. And that's why a lot of us go to Florida or Cuba or whatever mm-hmm. in the winter, and it helps to recharge our batteries because we're getting full-spectrum light directly through our retina. I feel, I feel like I need it. Like, usually in in this time of year, every six, seven weeks or so, mm-hmm. I start to crave sun, like sunshine you know i really need that the heat is not just the sunshine yeah. it's the heat because uh, well. in the winter time you look outside it's a beautiful sunny day but you know that if it's a beautiful sunny day it's gonna be friggin cold <laughs> so that yeah. doesn't help either the, right. you know it's like oh no brace yourself so it's not just about uh, about the sun but some of the symptoms, if we uh, look at seasonal affective disorder, are very similar to regular uh, symptoms of depression, right? Yeah, and I think people who have experienced feel, starting to feel down as the season changes, then the next season they start to anticipate it. So like I'll have some clients who even before they've actually started to have the symptoms will say, oh, I know it's, you know, the winter's coming and I know I always feel down and their thinking starts to change and then they start to pay attention to, oh yeah, I am feeling down or pay attention to things that may change their thinking to be more pessimistic or negative. So part of it, I think, is is being proactive, is, you know, having a plan, you know, the seasons are going to change. So let's get a lifestyle balance going so that as the seasons start to change, you're, you're, you're coping at your best. So you're kind of going into the season, you know, at your, at your best mentally to help you with, with the change. What are some ways that we can prepare for the season, which is, uh, I mean, we're getting, we're, we're just starting now. I mean, it has felt like already a month of winter, mind you. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think the season started 
earlier than most years. Yeah. I don't know if it's me thinking this or is it actually true? Because every winter it, it seems to be like, oh, it's like, oh, so hard. But I say that every winter, so yeah, I don't do. know. <laughs> I'm not sure. You're if getting older, more. less tolerant. I know. I t- and I don't know, does age play a part in this? You know, sure where we become less tolerant of, of all of this. Sandra, you, you say yeah? I say yes, and I say that uh, like any time of year when you're prone to these kinds of things, I go back to basics, food, sleep, exercise. Uh, how's the food going? How's the sleep going? And are you moving your body? I don't wake up feeling like I want to move my body. No. It's dark. But I have to tell you, the first thing I do is put my winter coat on, a good hat, go for a walk outside. It has a tremendous effect on my mood. Oh, good. And I really recommend it to people, uh, particularly people who are prone to feeling down in the winter. You need to move your body. And even in the dark days, there is a bit of light outside. It will profoundly affect your mood. Yeah, I feel like I do drag myself yeah. every morning to the gym, yeah. but um, but it I don't regret it. No, but, but you come I, home better. But you feel like that it's that draggy feeling. Yeah. That's yeah. the mm-hmm. so you have to push past the drag. But keep in mind that SAD is, or seasonal affective disorder is is highly physiological, right? And mm-hmm. it's really a question of getting enough light. So you know we recommend and I use a, a light lamp in the morning. As soon as I get up, it turns on with my alarm clock and it fills my, my, my bedroom with this bright, bright light, similar to the sunshine. It's mm. not the sun, but it helps me kind of unwind and get the cobwebs up. And then I get up and I carry my little light throughout, you know, bathroom and then go down to the kitchen and do my thing. And <laughs> I stare at that light for about 20 minutes. And that gets me going. I gotta remember. I, I I have one of those lights, yeah. and I have to remember to use it. <laughs> I just. Yeah. But you put. It's true. You put it down when you're having breakfast, and you're putting on your makeup yeah, when you're that's yeah. um, in in the bathroom. You gotta stare at it for about twenty minutes to be therapeutic enough. Mm-hmm. And that goes again. That light has to be about thirty centimeters away from your face, and it's gotta come right into your retina. It's not through the skin. So you actually have to stare at it. Your eyes have to be open. You don't have to stare at it, but it okay. has to look at you. Okay. So you can be looking at something, you can be drinking your coffee, looking at your iPad, or flipping through the newspaper. But it's in in front of you is what you're saying. Exactly. So pretend the light has eyes and it's just looking at you. And smiling. And smiling. (laughs) So you can get those lamps. By the way, I I just uh, as a little side note here, I know uh, Costco at this time of year sells these uh, these lamps. I think they're like sixty bucks or something like that. Yeah, they had a big special I think last week. I don't know if it's still on, but they're usually close to two hundred dollars. These things. So so if you can get them on discount for less than a hundred, that's amazing. Yeah. Some of the biggest distributors in the world of these lamps are from Quebec. Oh. And there's a reason for that because we don't have a lot of sunlight here. So this is where it's. So this is really the right place to get a good lamp because you want to get a good lamp because there's a lot of people advertise lamps that are not necessarily for this so you want to do your research so um what can you just say the yeah, name so again they have, of it? so they have they're called daylight or full spectrum lights and it's kind of like a little box you can plug it in some of them have batteries some are rechargeable um there's different brands i'm not going to name the brands but you can get them in most of the, the box stores costco mm-hmm, has them mm-hmm. so and look for a full spectrum light you can plug it in yeah and you, it has to be a 10,000 lux that's, that's the key the, that's the key that's, that's the, the key it's the intensity of the light that has to hit your eyes 10,000 lux lux so if okay it's less than that it's probably not going to be as efficient so this, right, well that's a good tip for people this, so this is an alternative to antidepressant medication there's actually mm-hmm. studies showing that there's there's a there's there's benefits to this relative to people taking medication we're getting ah. similar benefits Okay. So, research. We like research. Indeed. 
It's natural right. light. There's nothing wrong with it. It can harm you. The, the worst that it's you can It's natural light coming out of a machine, but okay. Yeah, but <laughs> the worst thing you'll get is a little bit of red eyes, but that doesn't last very but long. But it's not a sun machine, to be clear, because a lot of people get mixed up on this, and they go to a sun machine, which is not at all what we're talking about. Right. Somebody yeah. wants to know, what's the best light for growing weed? We are not <laughs> specialists in light, just above full spectrum light. <laughs> On SAD tonight, not weed. That's right. I, I don't know. Maybe now that that is uh, legal, and is that is that a treatment option for se seasonal affective disorder? I would think quite the opposite because it's a downer, right? It's a so it doesn't, it's, it's a depressant. It's not going to help you even though people cope with it to get away from the the world and their depression it actually is counter productive to that well except cbd oil is now okay. starting to show clinical evidence of improvement of mood and affect but that's without the thc without the thc the thc okay. is a psychoactive drug that can cause other issues but right the cbd oil is pretty special all right, so CBD oil. See, we can actually talk about it on the air now that because it's, it's legal. legal, we couldn't talk about it before. <laughs> now there's a, all kinds of studies, and, and I and I it. said there's like uh, now that it's legalized, we can have the studies we couldn't before because right. it wasn't legal, so you couldn't ethically do it anyway. Now, exactly. now there's tons of research coming out showing. CBD oil for all kinds of mm -hmm. ailments. So especially if they're uh, if they're looking at that, that's a that's a good thing. But even even vitamin D, like now we're starting. Yeah. To, you know, it's getting colder, darker. Vitamin D is is highly recommended for all Canadians. Usually, we we recommend a thousand international units per a person day. a day. Right. Uh, we can go up for for higher for other populations, but you can always speak to your physician. Yep, vitamin D supplements. Makes a big yep. difference. All right, well, uh, those are a few tips for beating uh, seasonal affective uh, disorder. Coming up, I want to talk about beating holiday stress. Uh, this is a very stressful time of year, never mind the, the depression part, but the anxiety part uh, and the stress part is uh, is pretty big for a lot of people. So our therapist panel, uh, Sandra Reich, uh, Stefan Bensusen, and Jackie Miller, we will discuss this with you next From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. During holiday time, our tidings of comfort and joy can so easily be devoured by the insatiable stress to do it all, be it all, buy it all. How do we beat uh, holiday uh, stress? There's so many expectations when it comes to holidays. I see a lot of uh, frenzy. A lot of people are feeling a little bit uh, frantic in terms of invitations, where they're going to go, how they're going to split their time up. Never mind the Christmas presents and the holiday presents and everything you got to do. But all that planning, there's a lot going on at this time of year. And if you have difficult family relationships and you are anticipating difficult family reunions, well, there's another stress. So uh, Sandra Reich, you are one of our stress specialists here. <laughs> Maybe you can talk to us about that. We also have in studio with us Stefan Bensusen, who's a health psychologist and founder of C-Santé in the West Island. Jackie Miller is a clinical psychologist and a psychology college professor. 
Uh, Sandra, what do you uh, what do you tell your folks, uh, your clients? Uh, well, again, uh, I say this often when I'm on the show, but I talk a lot about good habits and I talk about smoky rooms. So I'm going to mention that I talked about the good habits before your food, sleep, exercise. It sounds so redundant and obvious, but those are the first things we don't do. And those are the best things to immunize yourself. The smoky room metaphor is that you wouldn't want to stay in a smoky room for too long. It's dangerous to you. And sometimes friends and family can be a smoky room. So you want to do it in small dosages. So you're going to see your family, you love them, but maybe there's a lot of, you know, dysfunctional Uncle Joey and Auntie mm-hmm. and Edith or whatever. So you go, you have an exit strategy on how long you're going to stay there and how long the smoke is going to permeate you before it starts to get toxic. Okay. And also when you're traveling, sometimes you're traveling to see family and it means a lot of intense time together that uh, that can also be very difficult because you're staying in the same place so maybe talking about that ahead of time or setting up expectations because people want you know you're going to go see mom and dad who live in Toronto they don't want you staying at a hotel they want all of you for that whole time right but you got to check what is going to work for you what are the boundaries for yourself and I think you're quite right setting up a clear plan with them and with yourself and with your spouse of course too because it's going to affect your spouse and your family what will work best for you and to do it in a very respectful way yeah Jackie yeah just feeling comfortable being able to say no or set limits, you know, having realistic expectations of of yourself, of being what you feel comfortable with and focusing on the things that you control. Like it's you don't control how other people are going to perceive if you say, "Oh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to stay at a hotel and we're going to come mm-hmm. visit." And being able and one of the hardest coping skills is sometimes is letting go. So being able to let go of, you know, we talked about this last time, pleasing people. Right. Letting go. Can't please everybody. Exactly. And being able to let go of that. Okay, some people might be disappointed, but I'm going to try my best and I'm going to focus on the things that I I can control. Right. And we can control a lot of stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, of course, people's reactions and people's comments and sometimes you go to family and they are insensitive to things like when are you going to have a baby you know or (laughs) when are you getting married or things like that that you don't want to have to deal with either Um, so be able to maybe have already something a plan in your head if you know that uncle tom is always gonna you know make the same off-color jokes all the time, like have a response already prepared or uh, so preparing yourself before you go there rather than kind of being in denial. Oh, maybe this year it'll be good. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, let's prepare for the worst. And and if it's great, great. Right. But at least I'm prepared. Like mentally prepare yourself in those uh, in those situations. And that's a great point because a lot of the time when we're hosting people, we spend so much time decorating and planning the meals and what we're going to do and how it's going to look. But we don't actually think about the seating arrangements. We don't always think about what am I going to say to this person? What kind of conversation topics can I have? How can make the evening go smoother? How am I going to deal with Uncle Bob who likes to drink too much and acts inappropriately sometimes? 
Like we have to kind of think about these things ahead of time and plan. So this is really important. Well, I, I love this text. It just fits in with exactly what you're saying. We had a family member who was a chronic alcoholic. We dreaded the holiday since he would get plastered at dinner. We mm. tried one year by not serving alcohol at all, but the next year he brought his own. <laughs> we finally stopped inviting him since he always became belligerent. He passed away last year. We struggled with the guilt, but mm. also realized he had he had the problem that. Was was not being dealt with. And I think that's a very healthy approach right there, right? You try the no alcohol thing. Okay, that didn't work. Now, you know what? Now we need to protect ourselves. Like, why do we need a belligerent relative at our table? Uh, no, you're not invited. Like, every boundary has a consequence. Right, Sandra? Oh, my God. <laughs> Love it. So true. And if there are no consequences, nothing changes. Nothing ever changes. Right. And you just said it yourself. People show you who they are. They'll be the same way every year. So it's good to assume the worst and hope for the best. But most likely, people are going to do the same thing year after year. So you want to get yourself prepared with a clear boundary and a consequence. It might be the consequence might be changing the subject, and it might be ending the evening early. It might be asking the person before you come, um, can you not bring up again that I haven't had a baby or whatever, having that mm -hmm. discussion. And if you're going to do that, I'm just unfortunately not going to be able to attend. Right. Or I'm I'm going to leave. Yeah. Like you don't want to, a lot of people, I don't want to make a scene. I don't, I want to please no scene. everybody. I want, no you know, scene necessary. Just, As a right. matter of fact, people with good boundaries don't make scenes. Right. It's, it's important to know that. Because a lot of times people think when they learn boundaries that the scene is necessary. Right. No scene is necessary. No scene is necessary, but you can't control if the, uh, you're leaving, so you don't know what scene is happening yeah. when you leave. <laughs> you're out there. <laughs> right? Because usually you're setting boundaries when there's a bit of a chaotic environment, right? So they're going to make a scene. Like yeah. they will talk about you behind but, your back. But you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to care that they're right. talking about you as long as you take care of you. And I think that self-care is far more important during this time than any other time because you're first of all you run you're running ragged at mm -hmm. the people are overextended they're mm -hmm. still working up mm -hmm. until the holidays but they're Stress preparing for presents they don't sleep enough they eat highly rich foods yes drink a lot of alcohol eggnog foods yes that, <laughs> foods that you don't eat normally you eat a lot of it all of a sudden at the same time so we're tired we're over we're over full we're stuffed <laughs> we're we're not sleeping enough and then we have to deal with people who are dysfunctional around us yay <laughs> so the recipe for happy disaster. holidays <laughs> yeah happy holidays everybody <laughs> it doesn't sound like happy could we just skip over the holidays and just go to you know go to do you want to try to focus on things that you are looking forward to like to balance you know to focus on yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that cousin I haven't talked to for right. a while or I'm looking forward to whatever you can find in that dysfunction mm -hmm. that is an anchor that you can kind of hold on to because um, that's true yeah because there, there are going to be the pluses and the minuses and so you decide okay what is what am I going to highlight you know what am I going to um, to to think about as I go into that situation yeah, I think that's a very good uh, that's a very good point. And to yeah. come back to your values, I mean, if if we have values of what Christmas or the holidays are, is about being generous and being kind and good-hearted, then then be kind and good-hearted and act that way. So how can you make these holiday season 
more open, more more positive for yourself? How can you be generous with people around you? What could you bring the kids to to help with a charity of some yeah, kind? Yeah, making it meaningful in in some right, way, in a exactly. in a different way. Respect your values. Yeah, I, I also uh, think it's important that we recognize our triggers. You know, p- part of that is recognizing those triggers. Uh, maybe it's the per- you know all those demands that are are made on us. Maybe it's the financial burden at this time of year too, uh, and then deal with them before they turn into a big big meltdown like a a a big panic (laughs) which happens if you if you're not taking you know if you're not uh taking care of yourself throughout uh throughout all of that um well i want to continue talking about the holidays and i want to hear how you cope with it at 514-800 how do we learn uh to say no and uh how important is it not to abandon our healthy habits. Please, we got to work on that. Uh, we'll deal with that with my therapist panel. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Dealing with holiday stress, which parts of the holiday stresses you out the most? Is it the gift giving? Is it family? Going, uh, planning for going to family? Is it splitting yourselves off and deciding who goes where? Now with all the divorces, for example, some people have like, you know, four sets of parents. Like there's a lot of people to see during the holidays and who do you go to on Christmas Eve? Who do you go to on Christmas Day? Who do you, like you really have to do a lot of coordinating and everybody else, like it's it's trying to get everybody on the same page, right? So you have people pulling you from one side, people pulling you from another side, the in-laws, the, the, the other parent and talk to that parent and it just becomes a nightmare for a lot of people, unfortunately. Uh, so coping with that, we're trying to give you a few uh, pointers to be able to uh, to cope with that. My our therapists are in studio tonight. the The last Monday of every month, uh, my favorite therapists are in studio, and we talk about uh, all, all these different issues. Sandra Rich is a psychotherapist and clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. Stefan Bensusen is a health psychologist and founder of Psy Santé in the West Island, and Jackie Miller is a clinical psychologist and a psychology college professor, as well. So what other things? We talked about uh, healthy habits. Healthy habits are important, but we do tend to forget our healthy habits. How do we, how do we stay on track rather than go into overindulgent mode? Like, What are some suggestions? I mean, it might sound like obvious, but uh, do you have any specific suggestions? Well, routine is really important. And, and most of the time we get up at a certain time and go to work, we, we do our routine, the kids go to school or whatever, and we follow a certain structure. When the holidays come, all of a sudden that goes out the window. We go to bed very late, we wake up late, mm. uh, meal times, sometimes we'll skip breakfast, we'll have a late lunch, have a very big supper that's quite late, and then we'll skip our routine in terms of working out or going out or going for walks. Or So, I mean, it's fine to break up from routine, but... Every once in a while, you know, when we should be able to go out for a walk, we need to be able to find the time to exercise. We need to find the time to have a little bit of regular structure in our freedom. 
um, because if we take away that that structure, all of a sudden we get anxious and it right. causes a, a lot of causes disharmony. anxiety. Yeah. One of the things I suggest too is before you go to a party where there's going to be lots of food and drink or whatever, eat at home. Like have yeah. a healthy snack, have a mm-hmm. healthy small meal at home, so you don't end up eating a lot of junk when you go to a, a party. And Becky? also, you know, I have clients with anxiety, and even I've had clients they're running around in the mall, they're looking for presents, they're stressed about what they should get, and they're wearing a heavy coat, they're carrying mm. bags, and they start to feel the symptoms of anxiety. Oh yeah, the and, heat and all yeah, that, mm-hmm. and they think that oh, I'm having an anxiety attack, but really, it's these are physiological symptoms, but. There's so much buildup, you know, starting in October after Halloween, yeah. it, it starts building. There's so much buildup to it. And so people who, who are already struggling with anxiety, it's there's a lot of opportunities for them to feel those physical sensations and just talking about, okay, let's interpret this correctly. You're not anxious. You're running around in the mall carrying lots of things with winter boots on mm-hmm. and a heavy jacket. So let's yeah. interpret it interpret this properly that's that's quite true what about reducing um the stress when it comes to shopping because shopping you know can be a pleasurable experience but not at this time (laughs) not if you're hitting the stores well now i think a lot of people are doing the the shopping online which avoids all those heavy coats schlepping (laughs) lots of bags and and what have you but maybe think about a different kind of gift, like a gift of yourself rather than stuff. Like, like, yeah, it's always like the stuff. There's a line uh, that I, I really strongly believe in on that note is the greatest gift you can give someone is your time. So I think that's a good point Mm -hmm. because that's what people value is time together. So yeah, that could be something to consider to give as a gift to someone time that we can, you know, coupons or spending time together. Or I'll take you to the ballet, like tickets to the ballet or tickets to the museum or something that you're going to go with them, right? To to some kind of thing, which I think is also helpful. I I just, the the whole financial stress of it all, I think is just so much on people. And and I I don't know if it's the expectation. Sometimes I wish we could just go into simpler times when people baked like cookies uh, baked cookies and that was their <laughs> gift and and cakes and and what have you and it seems like the holidays can really trigger a lot of other issues that people are struggling with like if you struggle with self-esteem and then you feel like I can't get the, those really nice presents or you know I'm not making enough money it, it like it can push a lot of buttons that people are struggling with all the time, but it's just like it, it intensifies it. It's like on steroids now yeah. because you're seeing it everywhere and there's so much pressure to to be able to, you know, give the nice gift or, or be able to spend as much time with people, especially if you're someone with social anxiety. Right. And now you have all these parties and you have people who want you to come over and this is, can be really difficult. When you have, uh, when when social situations are difficult, one of the tips I like to give is uh, t- get a, like have a role to play. Like offer to be the, um, the bartender. Offer to be uh, on the cleanup crew. Offer to be, I don't know, some, you know, the coat check person. Like just if you can have a role, then you don't have to negotiate all of those different conversations that are going on. So that might be something that, uh, that you can do. 
Yeah. I just want to say also that if you're in a relationship and you're going over to holiday dinners and so on and so forth, also uh, you're in a team and make sure you have that conversation with your partner. How long are you staying? Yeah, that's true. How do we connect with each other throughout the evening? Do we check in with each other? It can be difficult with in-laws. It can be, you know, for either side. Yep. Have a plan and be a team player. Yep, have a plan. And if one of you has social anxiety and you... Uh, or it's difficult to be in that situation, you you don't have to both stay at the whole time. You can decide to take two cars. You can, you can make a plan around that rather than get upset that the other person isn't sucking it up. You know, sometimes it's very hard for some people to, to handle that for a very long time. So keep that in mind. And I think we're going to end the show with our passion poet who happens to send me a poem just about every night. Um, let's see. Christmas is soon coming, and with it, some despair. Who is coming for dinner, and who is coming from where? Looking for the perfect gift, going from store to store, try doing some online shopping, and it won't be such a chore. You need not spend a fortune. Try to avoid the credit card. The interest rates are crazy. Paying it down may be hard. We all thank you, Dr. Lori. You are a guiding light. A Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. <laughs> That's kind of a nice way to to end the show. Any last words of uh, wisdom from our therapist panel that you, uh, one nugget, one one thing that you want to leave our listeners with? Just start with. the day by saying, I'm the most important person in my life and I'm going to prove it today. I like that. Yeah, we talked I'm, about that I'm too. I'm going to use the line, to thyself be true. So tell yourself the truth of what you need during the holidays and then respect it and share it with your partner and uh, be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so mental energy is like money. It's limited. So spend wisely. Oh, I like that. I like oh, you're all, I can't even think of one right now. <laughs> no, Just you have talk to. to each other. Communicate. <laughs> Don't let this fester. Don't build resentment. Talk before the resentment builds. Like talk ahead of time. Plan, plan, plan. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. As always, I always enjoy when uh, my therapists are in studio with me. Sandra, where can people find you? Uh, you can call us 514-777-4530 or online helpforanxietydepression.com. Anything new coming up? Um, some workshops or anything that you're... Nothing Working right now. On, Maybe no? in the None new year. None of your retreats. But we just finished our lecture series, so something will come up in January. Okay, we'll let may, you know in January. You make sure you let us know. Uh, Stefan, Ben Susan, where can people find you? You can call us at the clinic at 514-542-6888 or at psysante.com. And do you have anything coming up? Nothing for the holidays. We're just trying to get through the day. <laughs> All of us are just trying to get through the day. Uh, Jackie, your classes are going to be finished soon. Yeah, soon. <laughs> Where can people reach you? 514-772-5683. And that's uh, Jackie Miller. Um, or you could take her classes at Fanny? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Of course, you can reach me uh, on social media at Dr. Lori Batito through my website, drlori.com. And don't forget, you can always uh, pick up the podcasts of the shows. They're always posted at the end of uh, the, the evening. So if you didn't get to hear the whole show or you didn't get any show, then you can always go back, listen to it at, uh, at your leisure. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you for spending time with us and for your texts, of course. Thank you to to our technical producer, Chris Aitken. Uh, coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.